T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports. The young swings and that's a high fly ball. Billikens win! Billikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown! Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX. On a Thursday night, we welcome you into another edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Got a full two-hour program tonight, the only one of those this week. We'll take you till 8 o'clock this evening. As always, if you want to chime in with what we're talking about, you can do so by calling and or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Or you can uh, tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got a busy show coming up. Uh, A handful of guests going to be on. Uh, Ross Tucker is going to join us in about 10 minutes. Former NFL player. You hear him here on KMOX occasionally when he's doing uh, games for Westwood One. You hear him on the Ross Tucker football podcast. I uh, sidebar on Ross Tucker. I remember when he was doing NFL games for like this third tier national sports network that's out there. And I always thought he was really good. And it's been fun for me to watch kind of his career evolve. And now he's uh, doing stuff with Westwood One and he's all over the place. He's part of the Odyssey Sports family as well. So uh, he's going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Later on this hour, we're going to talk with uh, Tim Haggerty. He is a baseball broadcaster in the minor leagues, but he's also a baseball author. And he's got a new book. It's really cool. It's called Tales from the Dugout. And what he has done is he has gone back through the history of baseball and just found kind of fun, interesting stories of things that have happened connected to baseball. And he's got some really interesting stories. It's a really easy read, too. It's my kind of book. It's not really long chapters. It's a lot of kind of anecdotes. So uh, he's going to join us coming up uh, at about 635 next hour. Uh, we're going to play back some of the uh, audio from uh, Battle Battlehawks coach Anthony Becht. He had a media availability yesterday as they are getting closer and closer to opening up their season. And uh, also coming up next hour, we're going to be joined by uh, Brian Flaspuller. He's a, uh, a local baseball author, historian, researcher. He's going to be doing a series on the history of the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for the city of Manchester. So they're going to be doing that uh, at their uh, community center, government center, 
whatever it's called. Uh, and uh, he's somebody who has written a book. Uh, and we're going to talk with uh, Brian coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. So we've got a lot to get to between now and 8 o'clock. Again, if you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. If you are a college basketball fan, we are in the middle of just a great period of the year right now. I'm man, I am I'm jacked up about tomorrow's game for SLU. I I have been a believer in SLU um all along, and I hope I'm right. Like obviously the way they ended non-conference was not good. Uh they have not played the upper echelon of uh, the A ten yet. And I, their their most recent loss, by the way, like doesn't bother me at all. Uh, college basketball, playing on the road in college basketball, I say this all the time, there is no greater home court slash home field advantage than the college basketball home court advantage. That is, it's better than the college football home field advantage. It's better than Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, NFL, anything. The greatest advantage that exists in sports when you're talking about playing on your own floor, your own field, in your own facility, in your own building, it happens in college basketball. And those folks at Fordham, they were they were ready to go for that one on Tuesday night. And it also took some interesting officiating down the stretch of the game and some free throws being hit by Fordham for uh, Slew to, to lose that game. So I wasn't bothered at all by that loss. But I do think that... You know, one of my things, I do this a lot with a lot of teams. You know, for for much of the year, especially when the Blues were going through that period of lots of wins in a row and then lots of losses in a row, like I kept saying over and over and over that I just didn't really have a sense of who they were. That's not true anymore. I think we have a sense of who they are. I think who the who the Blues have been recently is is indeed who they are. But it took it took a while for us to really figure that out. In many ways. We still don't know who SLU is, and you're pretty deep into the season to still be saying that because they had a non-conference season that was somewhat disappointing, uh, They, but they also had some really good moments in that non-conference. They had that win that, uh, against Memphis, which was spectacular. They had the game against Auburn that they had no business losing. I, at that point, if you go back to late November, you're sitting there saying, man, this this is a team that could make a, a legit run in the tournament. And then things go poorly when they're losing games to SIUE and, and Iona and Boise State. Then you get into league play, and all of a sudden things kind of click on for you, but you're not playing the top of the league. That was part of the problem. You were playing teams that were not especially good. Now we're finally to the point where they're going to be matching up against the upper echelon of the A-10. So they'll play VCU tomorrow. They'll play at Dayton, uh, at Dayton coming up next Friday. They'll uh, finish out the regular season with back-to-back games against those two teams here uh, at the end of uh, February and early March. So I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen tomorrow. I think we're going to learn a lot about SLU. You want to... You want to contend for a league championship. You want to put yourself in position to have the best seed for the league tournament. You want to put yourself in position to to win that league tournament and get to the NCAA tournament, defend your home floor against the other top teams in the league. Tomorrow night's game is so vitally important for SLU. Hopefully that place is rocking, Chaffetz. Uh, 6 o'clock start tomorrow. That means our coverage will begin just after uh, 545 if you go around college basketball a little bit, though, from last night, 
Missouri gets a fantastic win against LSU. Just shot the living you-know-what out of the ball. 56% shooting percentage for the Tigers last night. They're led by Kobe Brown, who misses one shot. He was 10 of 11 from the field. He was unstoppable. And and it's not like it was all two-point shots either. He goes five of six on three-point shots. So he makes every single one of his shots inside the arc. He only misses one outside the arc. He also has eight rebounds and five assists. That's as good of a performance you're going to see. 26 points for him. Missouri gets the win against LSU. It was a wild night in the Valley yesterday. Missouri State got a win in overtime. In terms of overtime contests, there were three of them last night in the Valley. And one of the games, the uh, Drake-Northern Iowa game, uh, went to double overtime. So it's just it's it's good to be a college basketball fan right now, and a lot of our area teams are continuing to play some uh, some pretty good basketball. And I'm tomorrow night, tomorrow night, v- VCU. This is as big of a game as SLU has on their schedule this year. All right, we will switch gears when we come back. We'll talk NFL football. Ross Tucker, former NFL player, now part of the uh, broadcast crew with Westwood One Sports, also part of our Odyssey Sports team, also host of the Ra- Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He's going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on right now in the NFL. That's next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Sports Open Line rolling on here on a Thursday night. No show tomorrow night, by the way. We alluded to it in our first segment because we have slew basketball tomorrow. Their game begins at 6 o'clock, pregame with Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. just after 5.45. So we will be off tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, but we got a full two-hour show tonight taking you till 8 o'clock. Here in just a bit, we're going to be joined by uh, Tim Haggerty. He's got a new book out. He's a longtime uh, baseball broadcaster who uh, loves to tell the stories of the game. He's going to join us. And uh, also coming up uh, next hour, we'll have a, another author, a local author, in uh, Brian Flaspuller is going to be on. Uh, he's got a series coming up uh, being put on by the city of Manchester. It's going to be a six-week history of the St. Louis Cardinals series that he's going to be be uh, 
teaching, organizing, facilitating. I don't know what word he'd want me to use. We'll find that out in about an hour, but he's going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. Right now, though, we'll talk NFL football. Happy to welcome uh, this guy onto the program. He is absolutely everywhere. You occasionally hear him here on uh, KMOX when he is uh, broadcasting games for Westwood One Sports. He is part of the Odyssey Sports family. He is also the host of the Ross Tucker podcast, a former NFL player, now absolutely all over the place in the media. You follow him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. It is indeed Ross Tucker. Ross, thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us this evening. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into the news of yesterday. Tom Brady makes the decision to call it a career. It seems like this time it's it's legit. All indications were that he was probably going to come back. Were you surprised when that news came down? I was. Yeah, I. Um, it seemed like it was trending the other way. It seemed like it was trending that he was going to play another year. I kind of thought he was going to go to the Raiders. To be honest with you team up with Josh McDaniels again and um, go out there and Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. It just seemed like he kept me wanting to keep playing, and that's what we had been hearing. But evidently what we were hearing was wrong. Is there any scenario you see it where get a training camp next year, somebody gets injured, something goes down, and all of a sudden his phone starts ringing and, and he goes back on it again? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's some small chance of that, but I don't think he would have done this now if he thought there was a chance of that. You know, I just don't think he would have. I just don't think he would have announced it after what happened last year if he thought there was any chance he would he would come out of retirement again. That would surprise me. The coaching carousel is continuing on, and uh, we've seen Amico Ryan's get hired in Houston. It looks like the Sean Payton thing's going to get done uh, in Denver. Has anything struck you about this? It's always kind of a, a weird thing every year watching how this plays out and who's getting interviews and who's getting jobs and just how everything connects to each other. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, the Sean Payton thing is fascinating in Denver just because it feels like they're doubling down on Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. Which I, I kind of respect. It's like they put so much money into Russell Wilson that you might as well try to hire the guy that you think gives you the best chance to get the most out of him, right? Like um, that makes sense to me to do whatever you can to get the most out of Russell. Do you think it's going to work? Do you think Russell's got something left in the tank? I think he's going to play better than he did last year. I don't think he's going to be worth what they're paying him. So I think there's like a a spot in between there where they win more games, he plays better, but he still doesn't get back to where, you know, being a top 10 quarterback that they're looking for. I thought you were spot on the other day. You were talking about the decision of the Cowboys to – uh, move forward with Mike McCarthy as the play caller, and you made reference to what he did as a play caller in Green Bay, and it and it wasn't great. What, it, there's always something going on with the Cowboys. They never just kind of do things the the normal way. But what are you expecting out of that team offensively now that they're going to move towards Mike McCarthy as a play caller? Boy, I wish I knew. <laughs> I, I'm expecting I'm, I'm expecting them to take a step back. That's what I'm expecting. I thought Kellen Moore. 
was excellent. I thought Kellen Moore was one of the ten best T coordinator, I mean, offensive coordinators in the league. Um, I couldn't believe Cowboys fans wanted to get rid of him. And and you're gonna get rid of him for Mike McCarthy? Really? Um, boy, I uh, I would be surprised if the Cowboys don't take a step back on offense. Looking ahead to the Super Bowl, Chiefs and Eagles. I love it when I think that teams that kind of do things the right way and put smart people in place to make smart decisions have success. And my very amateur assessment of these two organizations are just two organizations that make a lot of good decisions. Do you agree kind of with that? And do you appreciate what the Chiefs and Eagles have been able to do to get to this point? A thousand percent. And I was just telling somebody, it might have been on the Ross Tucker podcast, I think they have the two best GMs in the league. You know, the Eagles roster is one of the best we've ever seen. And then the Chiefs, even just like, look at what the Chiefs have done this year. Like, look what they've gotten out of Valdez, Scantling, and Juju. But then the rookies, all the rookies on defense, the corners, Karloftis, Pacheco in the seventh round. I mean, the Chiefs aren't here unless they have this great draft that they had. Where do you stand on the penalty that was called in the AFC Championship with the with the personal fouls? Is that, is that always a penalty for you, no matter the circumstances? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> there's no question. They have to call that. I mean, and he knows that. I don't know anybody that's actually – is there anybody out, out there actually disputing that? Yeah, I saw it on social media, I, and I was I was kind of shocked by it. But yeah, I, there was a lot of people out there that were saying you can't call that call that penalty at that moment, and it surprised me to see it. Uh, yeah, I mean you have to call that penalty. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, you have to call that penalty. Um, that young man made an unfortunate decision, and I know he regrets it. It stinks. When um when Patrick Mahomes goes out there and he's half one-legged, and, and he still finds a way to win, does that just add to, to his stature and his legacy and who he is as really the, the quarterback right now that, that most people look to as being the face of the league? Well, he's definitely that. And I thought this win was huge for his legacy, huge, because there's a big difference in the court of public opinion for him between – getting to three Super Bowls in four years and maybe winning two of them versus going 0-4 against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I mean, you can't say that the Chiefs are the best team if they had lost that game and were 0-4 against Bengals and Joe Burrow. You can't. They needed that win desperately, and he did it on one leg, essentially, and got it for them. Ross Tucker continuing to uh, join us, part of the team here at Odyssey Sports as well. I didn't mention that at the beginning, but you hear him uh, on games here on KMOX when uh, he's part of the crew with uh, Westwood One Sports. Uh, we're talking to you uh, in large part as well because of uh, something that you're connected with, with uh, MyFrontPageStory.com. This is a really, really cool thing uh, with Valentine's Day right around the corner. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what they can do if they head to uh, MyFrontPageStory.com. Well, so it's by far the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever seen or heard of. My buddy started the company, and so I'm helping them tell people about it. Listen, you talk to one of their writers for, I don't know, five, ten minutes while you're driving home from work or driving to work, 
tell them how great your significant other is. They write an unbelievable story about her. Get a couple pictures from you. It looks like it's on the front cover of the newspaper, like the, the Post-Dispatch. looks beautiful. And just, like, your wife will be blown away when she gets it because she won't even realize this is a thing. Like, she won't even know you can get people a, a story written about them. She'll think it's the most romantic, unique gift she's ever gotten. And then when she actually reads it and reads the quotes from you and maybe the kids, she will cry, man. Like, I can almost guarantee she will cry. And then plus, since it's framed, she'll have it hanging up in the house forever. It's, it's awesome. Myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory.com. Ross, thank you so much for uh, the time. Enjoy the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl as well. We'll be listening to you, and uh, hopefully we can get you on again in the future. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Ross Tucker joining us here on Sports Open Line. Appreciate him taking uh, some time with us again at uh, Ross Tucker NFL. That is uh, where you follow him along, follow along with him on Twitter. And, yeah, he's all over the place. And he's part of the team here. It's an Odyssey uh, sports guy, so glad to be able to uh, get him on. All right, uh, when we come back, we are going to be joined by uh, Tim Haggerty. Recently wrote a book called uh, Tales from the Dugout. Really, really interesting some of the stories he has found uh, in the history of the game of baseball, including some that got some uh, local ties. We'll tell you all about that. Tim Haggerty joins us next at Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. I'm Dakota Hudson. I'm Jordan Higgs. I'm Cardinals pitcher Jack Flaherty. I'm Tommy Edmond. I'm Cardinals outfielder Jordan Walker. I'm Paul Dion. I'm Woodson Contreras. I'm Adam Wainwright. And you're listening to the voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, There's a new book out, and uh, the author is my friend Tim Haggerty, who's about to join us. I love this book, and the reason, there's lots of reasons to love this book, but I am somebody that I like books where I don't have to sit down and be committed to read for a really long time. And I don't like stopping books when I'm in the middle of a chapter. So I got a copy of this book, and it's not like that. And I can just sit and read for a while, and it's got some great stories. Uh, The name of the book is Tales from the Dugout, 1001 Humorous, Inspirational, Wild Anecdotes from Minor League Baseball. Tim Haggerty, a longtime baseball broadcaster, joins us right now. Tim, thank you so much for uh, taking some time. It's good to talk to you. How are you? Yeah, likewise, Matt. Thanks for having me. So this is uh, this is your second book, right? Like you, you did the uh, the off the wall names book, right? Is, do I have that right? Yeah, that's right. My first book, uh, Root for the Home Team: Minor League Baseball's Most Off the Wall Team Names and the Stories Behind Them, came out in 2012. Yeah, I remember having you on talk about that, and I was most interested in like the research process. And then, but I guess before we go any further. Kind of tell the listeners a little bit about this book and kind of what they are going to see, because there's so many amazing stories inside of it. Thanks a lot. And as you said in the introduction, uh, they are short, small, quick stories. Each one of them has a a catchy headline at the beginning. And it's a very visual book as well. That's what I wanted was there to be cartoonish illustrations along with these crazy minor league stories. And Cider Mill Press, the publisher, came through on that one. So what's the process like for you in terms of actually researching? Because these are a lot of these are pretty obscure stories. Yeah, I've always loved researching baseball history. 
And back in 2012, I came across this story when researching something else. It was an old newspaper article about an 1880s game in Austin, Texas, and a wild bull ran on the field and delayed the game. And I thought, well, I do this for a living. If I've never heard this story, I'm sure a lot of baseball fans haven't either. So that's when it began 11 years ago. And ever since, I've looked through newspaper archives, old baseball guides. Um, And then for more modern stories, keeping a close eye on things that happen across the minor leagues, interviewing scouts, interviewing managers, players about crazy things that have happened to them in various minor league games. And uh, yeah, you blank a decade later and you have a thousand one stories. So is this something that really ever since your last book, have you been working? uh, Did this idea come to your mind pretty much right away? It did. Exactly. Yeah. It was actually when researching something for that first book that I came across that wild bull story um, and came across many others since. And it's, uh, it's interesting, Matt, when you look at some old newspaper archives, you know, these days, if there was a fight and the umpire had to run away from the stadium in fear, that would be big news. Yeah. That would lead your show. Um, but it was such a wild time in the early 1900s that something like that would just be written at the bottom of an article and say, and, and by the way, umpire Polly was chased and had to run back to his hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Haggerty uh, continuing to join us. Now, how many of the story you've been around the game for, for a really long time and you've seen some things. How many of the stories are actually things that you uh, have experienced yourself? About 20 of them are games that I've seen in person. Um, one of them, 2007, I was broadcasting for AA Mobile, and Mobile's pitcher, Matt Elliott, got locked in the bathroom in the dugout. He was so <laughs> upset that he slammed the dugout door, uh, dugout bathroom door, and it broke the lock. He had to leave the game, and he was stuck in there until after the game. Montgomery, Alabama's fire department had to take him out uh, 40 minutes after the game ended. So that was one, trying to fill some time during a bathroom delay. Um, And another one that I saw more recently was 2015. I was broadcasting a game in El Paso, where I am now, Padres AAA team. And there was a small delay when a wiener dog got loose on the field. It was participating in a pregame, or I should say between innings contest, and it made a wrong turn and started running all over the field, delaying the game because of a small dog. Isn't it amazing how, not to put down any other sport, but... These stories exist in baseball, and we just don't hear about them happening in other sports as much. I agree, and that's what I loved about this book, is that throughout baseball history, there's so many minor leagues. Pretty much every city across the country, big and small, has had minor league history, and there's so many games also. So when you just think about how many possible days and nights there are for events, uh, baseball wins because of how many games there are. So I totally agree with you. There's more potential for madness uh, in minor league baseball to me than any other sport in the country. Tim Haggerty is continuing to uh, join us. You certainly uh, get a copy of his book. Again, it's called uh, Tales from the Dugout, 1001 Humorous, Inspirational, Wild Anecdotes from uh, Minor League Baseball. It's available uh, Amazon, wherever you happen to uh, purchase your books. Don't want to don't want to take too much away from it, but um, there are a handful of stories that certainly have some uh, local or regional ties to us uh, in St. Louis that uh, want to go through, if you're all right with that. We'll start with sure. uh, a story about uh, Stubby Clapp, a name that's very familiar to Cardinals fans. And uh, Stubby doing backflips. Yeah, Stubby Clapp, uh, of course, the St. Louis Cardinals' first base coach now. But in the early 2000s, he was a very popular player for the AAA Memphis Redbirds. Uh, And he took a page out of Ozzie Smith's book. Stubby would do backflips occasionally running on the field in Memphis. That's, uh, that's, yeah, 
I remember growing up and seeing Ozzie Smith do that and going to games, and there's just something about seeing somebody do backflips, which is always uh, kind of cool. Uh, another one that uh, you kind of gave to me and just uh, in, in terms of uh, something that's got a little bit of a local tie, a Brownie Troop mom who gets ejected <laughs> from a New Jersey Cardinals game? Yeah, watch out for the Brownie Troop moms, Matt. Uh, 2002, the New Jersey Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals affiliate in the New York Penn League, it was Brownie Troop night, and a Brownie Troop mom was so upset at an umpire's call that she bolted from her seat, climbed over the wall, ran on the field, and chased an umpire around the field. And not only was this Brownie Troop mom ejected, but she was also arrested after the game. So when you hear about stories like these, how often do you follow up with you know, a second source after getting it originally just to get maybe some more details on it? Because I got to thank everybody who saw that happen. That's a story they're probably telling for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And that's what's great about newspapers.com and sites like it is that you can get different versions, particularly of stories that you weren't there for. Uh, so always good to get that second source for sure. Uh, another uh, place that's very close to us in St. Louis and has ties to the Cardinals, uh, Peoria. Uh, at one point, they traded two players, but whiskey was also involved. <laughs> yeah, this is in 1920. The Class B team there, the Peoria Tractors, they sold two players and a case of whiskey to Chattanooga for $2,000. Uh, the Chattanooga Lookouts had to really be sly with how they received this whiskey, too, because it was during Prohibition. Mm. So they had to sort of uh, look around to make sure they weren't being watched when collecting on this unusual trade. A couple more to uh, get to. Tim Haggerty continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. I love this one. The uh, the Louisville train conductor who ends up making a catch. Yeah, in 1912, a train was passing by the Louisville Eclipse ballpark at 45 miles an hour. It was moving pretty fast, and a foul ball goes flying in the air, and the engineer, this guy William Madden, reaches out and catches the ball while driving a moving train. And the newspaper archives talk about the fans applauding. And this story, as you might imagine, really got national attention, the train conductor that made the catch. So do you, what happened to that baseball? Is there, a, is there any follow-up on that one? Yes, he tossed it back on the field. <laughs> Wrigley Field style, threw it right back on the outfield. He's got to keep that baseball. That's a bad move by him. All right, uh, last one. A place that uh, I just recently was at. I was part of the uh, Cardinals caravan this year, and we did a stop in Paducah, Kentucky. That is big Cardinal country, and uh, they certainly have uh, some history with baseball themselves. Yes, if you go back next year, tell them about Walter DeFreitas. He was playing for the Paducah Chiefs in 1950, and they had a pregame cow milking contest. (laughs) Well, the cow didn't like DeFreitas. The cow kicked him and sent him flying over, and he was so injured in his leg that he couldn't play that night because he got kicked by a cow. That's, That's incredible. When you put together a book like this, are you hearing from people now where people are saying, I've got a story for you for your next book? So the, the book will be in stores in March. Uh, right now, it's available for pre-order. Okay. I do expect in March, when more people get it, that that will happen. And I love that. Uh, to me, that's my favorite part about baseball is the stories. And the stories in the book go all the way back to the 1800s, but also some more modern stories as well. Um, in fact, uh, Jupiter and Palm Beach, Florida, they share a ballpark, as you know, where the Cardinals have spring training. And as recently as 2021, a Jupiter player hit a foul ball that went into an alley of the stadium it hit a fire alarm and set off the ballpark fire alarms because of a foul ball that that hit one of those little red fire uh, alarms.
Yeah, so I, and I, so I misspoke earlier. March 28th is when it's out, but it is available, like you said, uh, on Amazon pre-order. You've got the Amazon link uh, in your Twitter bio as well, so people can go to your Twitter account at uh, TD Haggerty and uh, see it or just uh, obviously do an Amazon search for uh, Tales from the Dugout and do the uh, pre-order right now. Do you already have something in your mind? Is there something that you're going to now work on for the next uh, 10 years or so? No, I think right now I'm focused on just telling these stories, yeah. uh, letting people know that this book looks really good, which I had nothing to do with that. I did not make these illustrations, but I'm thrilled with how it came out. Um, so now I guess we're in promotional phase, try okay. to tell these stories and, and let people know how much they'll like the book. Well, I really mean this. So I've got a copy of it and I've been going through it. And it's it's just if you for me personally, uh, I kind of live a busy life. It's almost relaxing because of just kind of the the length of the stories and how much fun they all are. I'm just able to kind of sit down and get away from life for a few minutes and go through some of these stories. And it's a really easy book to either just read straight through or just kind of open up and go to a random page and find a story. You did a spectacular job with it. And uh, if for no other reason, I'm glad that I've got a copy because it's uh, it's a really fun book to have. Well, thanks so much for those kind words. Uh, I know you've been around. That means a lot to me. And uh, that's exactly what I hoped was short, quick stories that people can just pick up as you're describing. And now for you, you uh, baseball off season is coming to an end. You got to jump right back in and uh, you'll be back with the uh, Chihuahuas this upcoming season. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be broadcasting for the Padres AAA team here, the Chihuahuas. Uh, it's a great stadium, big city. People really support the team here. Uh, I always enjoyed going to Memphis. Uh, taking on the Cardinals AAA team. I had a chance to broadcast the 2017 PCL Championship Series there uh, at Memphis. So I have a lot of memories seeing a lot of young Cardinals come up. He is uh, Tim Haggerty. Again, uh, the book is going to be available in March. Uh, you can uh, pre-order it right now at uh, Amazon. Follow him on Twitter at TD Haggerty. Tim, thank you so much. It's good to uh, catch up with you uh, once again. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll find some reasons to uh, continue to have some uh, conversations with you moving forward. Well, I hope so. Thanks a lot, Matt. You bet. There's Tim Haggerty joining us here on Sports Open Line. Again, the name of the book is uh, Tales from the uh, Tales from the Dugout. 1001 Humorous, Inspirational, and Wild Antidotes from Minor League Baseball. It's a fantastic book, and it's going to be available on March 28th is when it's uh, available for you, but it's on pre-order now, and you can get that. So uh, a perfect book for you to have at the beginning of the baseball season. We'll take a break. We've got a lot more to get to. We're taking you till 8 o'clock this evening. My name's Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Kansas City. KMOX. This is Sports Open Line coming up on the end of hour number one. We take you all the way until 8 o'clock this evening. By the way, more sports after we're done today. I'll tell you more in just a little bit, but we've got a special show this evening from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. Hopefully that's something that we're going to be doing a little bit more of. It is soccer-related. give you all the details on that in just a little bit. All right, so our great national nightmare does continue by the way. Matt Pajeski, are you a subscriber to Peacock? No. You're not? Nope. You do not have access to Peacock? No, I do not. You don't have the free access, the nope. paid access? Nope. You don't have any of it? Nope. I am a subscriber to Peacock. Congratulations. I have the... Uh, I <laughs> Trust me, 
we spend in the Polly household, we spend way too much money on streaming services. But I've gotten to a point when it comes to watching shows that I have so much going on in my life, it is worth spending a few extra bucks to not have the commercials. So I can just watch it straight through, spending 42 minutes on an hour-long show as opposed to an hour-on-hour-long show. Those 18 minutes become very important to what I've got going on. So, yes, we are a subscriber to Peacock. The reason I say our great national nightmare is continuing is because Peacock has exclusive Major League Baseball games each Sunday. And when I say exclusive, I mean they only air on Peacock and there is no local TV broadcast. And Matt, the Cardinals have had a game chosen for Peacock. So all the people out there who just cannot stand watching games on streaming, bad news for you. When the Cardinals play against the Pittsburgh Pirates on the road on June 4th, that game is going to start at 10.35 in the morning and it is going to air, from a video standpoint, it is going to air exclusively on Peacock. Now, of course, you can listen to the game, as always, right here on KMOX uh, and the Cardinals Radio Network. But, yes, there is going to be an exclusive Peacock game for the Cardinals this year. You know what's going to happen on that one day? Albert Pujols is going to come out of retirement. He and Yachty, they're going to sign one-day contracts with the Cardinals. They're going to play an amazing game with the Cardinals that day. And unfortunately, we're not, we're not going to be able to see it. Yeah, nobody's going nobody's oh, to see it because it's, uh, because it's on Peacock. The, uh, by the way, the Apple TV Plus schedule, which was the bane of the existence of so many uh, Cardinals fans last year, that's the uh, Friday night games. That schedule has not yet been announced. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But so far, there is at least one exclusive Peacock game for the Cardinals for uh, this season. I think they did the whole schedule, so they'll just be on Peacock uh, the one uh, the one time. So just just throwing that out there. That uh, now with Apple TV Plus, you did not have to have a subscription. There was no money involved. That was always my thing. Like when we talked about the Apple TV thing, and I know I got a lot of response to it. My my thing was always that I didn't understand why people were so upset. There was this misconception that you had to be paying money or there was a paywall involved to be able to watch those games, and there wasn't. It was 100% completely free, no cost whatsoever. And with the way things are right now, where there's a lot of television providers that don't even give you access to Bally Sports Midwest, my argument has always been that streaming is actually better because more people have access to it. If it is completely free, you just have to go through the process of learning how to get it. Now, the the one argument that people do have, and I have no response to the argument, is there are still people who live in areas where there's not, from a bandwidth issue, you don't have you don't have the internet speeds to be able to stream video uh, if you're in a really rural area or something like that. You're right. Like those people are right. Those people have every reason to be frustrated with this, and I have absolutely no reason to uh, to, to push back on them. But if you simply are annoyed because you have to learn how to use an app on a on a TV or a phone, well, figure it out because it's absolutely free. Uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's absolutely free though with Peacock. That's the one thing I don't know the answer to. With Apple, it was completely free. You could watch any game that's on Apple TV without a problem. 
I don't know if it's like that with Peacock or if you need to have some sort of a subscription to be able to uh, to get it. Well, I'll find out. The Cardinals did have a Peacock game this past year. Uh, last year, it was, it was also a game against the Pirates. I guess Peacock really likes to uh, have uh, have the um, have the Pirates on for some very some reason. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's where that look. I, and I keep talking about this, and I, again, I don't really know what the interest level is on this topic or not. For people, the way you view Major League Baseball games is probably going to change. Uh, Bally, the the Sinclair Group, the Diamond Sports Group. Like again, we don't need to go all into it. We've talked a lot about it on this show, but they're not in a very good financial place right now. Bankruptcy is going to be coming for all the Bally Sports Networks. Uh, at that point, they're probably going to get sold to their creditors. The creditors may end up then going and selling those assets, say to Major League Baseball. There's just there's a lot going on, and just get ready for the way you view baseball and other sports for that matter as well, obviously with the Blues. Bally going away, if it were to go away, would have a huge impact on the Blues as well. It's all going to change, and we're in a really weird period of time right now when it comes to local television sports rights. One hour down, one more to go. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.